Welcome to the Lady Boss Podcast. I am Nawana Zania, and this is our fifth episode of Lady Boss. So what exactly is a Lady Boss? A Lady Boss is fierce. She makes her money proper. She wants success by all means. No one can get in her way. A lady that makes her own damn rules. She puts God first and she conquers all. Are you a Lady Boss? Well, let's get into it. You guys, I'm still in shock from all the listeners I'm receiving each podcast episode. The love is truly real. I've been receiving loads of direct messages and emails, you know, asking for my services and, you know, just giving me, um, you know, inspiration as well. And I'm so blessed to know that this podcast alone is inspiring all you lady bosses. Um, I just want to let you guys know that you guys really do encourage me. You guys give me the strength to keep going. I love you all. And I'm so blessed to have you here. Please remember to leave a voice message if you want to be featured in each podcast episode. Now, voice messages can only be done here in the Anchor app. So Apple does not yet allow that platform as I know majority of my listeners are Apple users. So if I mention Apple a lot, it's because most of you guys are listening from an Apple device. Now, this podcast is also available on other um, podcast sites. So if you have an Android, go to Google Podcasts. Um, you can also listen to on Spotify, uh, Breaker, and um, Outcast as well. Um, if you guys do not want your voice on the podcast, you can always email me at nd at nawanazania.com or follow me on Instagram at nawanazania and I'll be more than happy to help you. Also, if you are listening, be sure to add our Facebook group called Coaching for Business Owners, Entrepreneurs, and New Businesses as this group was created by me and I will have daily news about coaching, coaching exercises, and you guys get to see when I'm posting my next podcast live. Apple users, if you love this podcast today, hit that fifth star, drop a review, and make sure to subscribe because if you subscribe, you will get updates for podcasts in the future. I am also doing this new thing on my podcast, ladies. If you submit questions in or engage with a voice message, I will be offering live shout outs for your business, including your name, your business, your business social media handles. So participate today for a chance of great business exposure. Now, you guys, I have a very special episode today for you all. We are doing a Q&A. During this week, I asked my lady boss besties to please send in questions they have been wanting answers to. Now, my lady boss besties, y'all, they did no plan. They sent in some really great questions, and I'm going to answer live and direct. There are questions about customers, pricing, websites, coaching, and so much more. So boss up and stay tuned. Okay, my lady bosses, let's get into these questions. The first question I received is from Lady Boss Anlia Santos. She is the owner of The Anointed Snob. Now, I don't have any um, Instagram handles for you, but you can go look them up on Facebook. It's called The Anointed Snob. She asked me, how do you know when a customer is serious about purchasing? And then how do you know when someone just wants to waste your time? Now, I honestly feel like these are great questions, Anlia, because customers like to window shop. I mean, we all do. We will read reviews, we'll circle back a few times, we'll ask questions. I mean, we'll either make a purchase or we don't. We'll continue to ask questions. It's always the process of buying a valued item. However, to know when a customer is serious, I normally find out around my price drop. 
Usually customers will message me and want to know pricing for my services. If I drop my prices to them and then I don't hear nothing back from them, I'll kind of assume that at this point they no longer they're no longer interested. So I will not try to continue to sell to them. I will not negotiate pricing. I simply just leave it alone because you never want to waste time on customers that are not interested. There are too many people in this world, you guys, that are waiting to hear about your product and waiting to hear about the time and effort that you put into it. So I don't recommend wasting time with customers that once they hear your pricing, they're they're long gone. Leave it at that and just, you know, move forward. Um, how to tell if someone is wasting your time. Well, Anlia, I believe in an online business, we are going to have plenty of people waste our time naturally. I mean, and that's okay because you're never supposed to think about it as waste of time. Think about it as an opportunity to let another person learn more about your brand. Because, yeah, even though they didn't buy anything from you, they're still aware about you and what you do. Um, because if you have to remember that... Um, just because they didn't buy from you today does not mean that the opportunity is dead for them to buy from you tomorrow. Because all I, I agree to always take it as a grateful opportunity and a chance to grow. So my next question is from Kia, the owner of Kia Grand Hair. You can follow them on Instagram at Kia Grand Hair. She asks, what is the key to getting your brand out and how do you market yourself correctly? Now, Lady Boss Kia, there are so many ways to gain exposure from branding and marketing yourself correctly. So I will name the most effective one that I feel like helped me the most. And honestly, it was word of mouth. Meaning, if you have a hair business or you have a business that is a certain type of product that belongs in the beauty industry, industry i always suggest that you find your beyonce in the heart of your very own city now when they say find your beyonce that means that girl that is in your city that everyone thinks her hair is popping her makeup is great her clothing is on point you will find that girl in the heart of your very own city and have her model your hair have her model your products every city has that girl you know so if you sell makeup or clothes um it's all about word of mouth who can grab um your product and who can dispose it to everybody you know expose it to everybody and you know tell them about it um who can give you that the best brand exposure it's always about uh word of mouth also another key for branding it's minor but in a way it's it's very huge is hd media great videos quality photos um you guys it really makes a huge difference i i honestly hate when i'm doing coaching and um, I try to tell them like, you know, your media is, it plays a big part and they're like, well, look, I have this photo and I have that. And I'm constantly trying to describe to them that everything you put out has to be of quality. Like it literally does you like everyone. Um, let's, let's go to YouTube. Like for example, you rather watch something that is in full blown HD with good quality than something that's choppy. Um, it doesn't make sense. It looks crazy. Um, it's not a really good quality. You're kind of going to you're probably going to turn it off really quick. So um, another big one, but it's it's also minor, you know, for the moment as far as, uh, you know, then word of mouth is branding yourself with great videos and HD media. You know, find your theme, find what makes your brand pop and stick out. Honestly, theme is everything. Um, for example, for my Lady Boss podcast, my theme is red, black and white. I love those colors. That is a theme that I'm doing for my podcast. And that's something that I continue to show on my Instagram. Um, so you have to have like a theme going. Um, you just have to pretty much build yourself up as your own brand. Um, make sure to follow Kia's hair page, you guys, at Kia Grand Hair. 
Um, again, it is K I Y A Grand Hair on Instagram. My next question is from Ariel with Alice Bundles and Co. She asked, should you pay ambassadors that receive free products? Okay, you guys. So a little story time with me and brand ambassadors. So um, with my company, I did two rounds of brand ambassadors. Um, and I kind of like, again, I was learning. I didn't really know much. So I was experiencing with what would work best for me. Um, when I started off, I did hire 10 girls locally in my city. Um, and I was having them pay for the hair and, um, wear it and do stuff like that. And the only thing they were getting from me was pretty much exposure from my brand. And we were kind of like building a team up. It was very early. Um, one thing about that is it didn't work well for me because I had picked everyone locally and I also had picked people that I known and as I know as you know as we all know you never mix business with pleasure um so I did have a, a big downfall with that which made me not have any brand ambassadors for a very long time until my business really sparked up um so then my second round of grabbing ambassadors you guys um, I actually decided because my company had grown very big and I was actually to the point where I was hiring people. So I did look for brand ambassadors that were worldwide and just not in my city. And I had ambassadors in Texas and Miami, um, in South Carolina and California. And I pretty much um, wrote up their contracts. I sent them out to them and I actually paid them every Friday. So um, my deal with my brand ambassadors was that if you worked for me um, and uh, we would look at your sales every Friday uh, and then I would pretty much pay them 20% of each sale. Now, these girls did not get free hair though because I thought that um, from my experience with my first round of girls is I wanted these girls to truly prove themselves to me. I wanted them to show me that they had the ability to sell hair and I made that very like uh, open in the beginning when I hired them that look, this is a commission-based uh, position and it's based on yourself. So if you, um, I did also target girls that were in the sales field like one girl that was working for me she actually worked at t-mobile and that was her job too you know so she was very well aware about what she was doing and it was actually a great experience for her as well so that's one thing that i put out there is that it is commission based and it is based on uh sales so i paid them 20 percent of their sales and they would be paid every friday via cash app or paypal so that's something that worked really well for me because i feel like when you add a money sign to um, something people actually want to work for it but i don't personally believe in um sending free products and paying brand ambassadors i personally don't believe that's cool because think about it you guys like how are you actually making money from that like I seriously want to know, like, how do you profit from sending your product out and having, you know, seeing what they're going to do with their sales? Now, um, I did offer that for my women, my brand ambassadors that were seasoned, that were very good, that had the highest sales. Yeah, they would probably get like a free wig once a month, but I was not just offering free products off the back because I feel like, um, you know, things like that have to be earned. Um, and so I made my brand ambassadors work for it. And I feel like you build a great and a strong team that way because if they start off the job already getting the rewards then what are they working for so um that is just how i ran mine and i feel like ariel that'd be a great way 
um, to think about uh, it before you actually decide to pay your brand ambassadors or before you decide to send out free products. Um, I think that that's a great way to also gain exposure as well because with your brand ambassadors, again, that's another word of mouth technique. So yes, that's a great question, you guys. Um, before you pay brand ambassadors, always look into the details. Always know um, about your brand ambassadors and what they can bring to the table as you never want to lose money. My next question I have Nakia with Her Hair is Everything Hair Company. You guys can add her Facebook business page, Her Hair is Everything, and Instagram at Her Hair is underscore everything she asks. How should we go about creating contracts for brand ambassadors and figuring out reasonable pricing? Now, I did kind of answer this in my last couple of questions. Um, I personally feel like when you are choosing brand ambassadors, your compensation really is depending on what you can afford and what your business can afford. Um, I think it's so smart to really, really um, choose it depending on, you know, what your business can do, because you don't want to just choose. Like, for instance, I chose 20 percent. You don't want to just choose 20 percent because that's what I did. You need to choose exactly what you can afford. Um, I paid my brand ambassadors 20 percent, which I know a lot of people will probably say that's, you know, a lot of money. But. I made it very clear to them that you don't get free product unless you are the top seller of the month and you will get 20% of every sale you brought in. So it's very true. Like if a wig was $100, and I know that's super low. So a wig was like $250. If they sold three of those wigs, I would take that price total and I would give them 20% of that sale. And I feel like when people see a money sign, they see a dollar sign, it makes them want to work harder. Like I strongly believe that you guys, like you have to give them something to work for um i feel like if you are just you know um if you're just giving them free products and stuff like that um it's kind of harder to choose you know what the compensation will be because you're already giving them a free product so i will um recommend that uh if you are doing brand ambassadors reasonable compensation is always depending on you um also there are companies out there that will write up contracts for you or you can go online and get templates. Now, I strong, I did see people say, um, oh, you can go online, you can grab the templates from online and make your contracts that way. Lady bosses, it's a very serious matter. You can't just go grab templates offline and send it out to people. No, you need to make sure word for word that this is what your business is doing, um, that these people that are signing these contracts fully understand what they're getting themselves into so that if anything is to fall short, nothing comes landing on your head. I think it's very, very important to think about that before you write out contracts and also if you're writing out the contract have somebody else read the contract as well just to make sure you have that second opinion on you know ensuring that everything's correct um there are companies out there named you know form swift photo biz rocket lawyer and even websites that allow your brand ambassadors to sign electronically so look into all of that as that will be very very essential when writing out contracts and figuring out you know compensation as well My next question is from Alexa with Relentless Beauty, beauty spelled B-E-A-U-T-E. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Relentless Beauty and add 
Um, actually visit her website, www.relentlessbeauty.com. She asked, since you didn't have help, what is one thing you wish someone had told you when you started? Uh, Alexa, I love you for this question. Um, something that I really wish someone had, you know, told me in the beginning was about drop shipping. Like I told y'all, like I literally saved up my last, like, you know, 1500 to $2,000. And I put that all into my product. I pretty much bought like 10 to 15 bundles and I was selling it that way. Now, if someone had told me in the beginning and I had some coaching, you know, they could have, you know, told me like, Hey, um, you can drop ship and you don't have to put no money down. You can start off with zero money. That means that I could use that money for marketing. Um, marketing is a huge, huge thing that you would want to invest your money in when it comes to your business. You know, I could have got ads and so much more. So I really, really wish that I had had that go-to person that was able to tell me about drop shipping and how, you know, you could do it with no money down because it wasn't really that big in 2016. Not everybody was talking about drop shipping and stuff like that. You know, drop shipping me, I, I, I honestly believe it became very, very huge in 2018. Um, a lot of people are starting hair companies, so it makes sense that it's getting bigger now. Um, I also wish I had someone to tell me more about vendors and, you know, really, really testing out my product. As you guys know, I went that little, I went through that little trial and error stage of picking a bad vendor. And so I wish I had a coach at the time that would tell me that, you know, you really got to test those products out. And, you know, really wait until you launch until you know exactly what's going on with your product. So that's really one big thing. You know, two big things that I wish that I had really focused on when I opened my business or, you know, I learned or, you know, had been taught when I opened my business. Next question, I have Shakira with Hazel underscore underscore lashes on Instagram. She asked me, how can I turn my website traffic into sales as well as more traffic to my Instagram page? Now, well, lady boss, um, I did answer the similar question in my last podcast, and I honestly believe the best way for converting visitors to buyers is content and targeting. You know, you have to target the correct audience, you know, the correct audience. You know, you may be following the wrong people. Um, work on building your audience correctly. For instance, you are in the lashing business. So following similar businesses and focusing on that, um, you know, focusing on that following um, will help build your brand and build your audience. Um, you can then ensure that your content is amazing. Like I said, HD videos, HD photos that really, really helps in the works. By the way, you guys, her packaging is awesome. You know, be sure to definitely follow her um, on Instagram, Hazel underscore underscore lashes. So I see that you got packaging out the way. So, I mean, you have really great content. I just really feel like... Like Miss Shakira, you have to figure out on your audience, you know, make sure that you're following the right pages and also engaging with those right pages. You know, you just can't follow. You have to like and engage and show that you're there. Um, I also would recommend going live. You know, your packaging is so cute, girl. Go on Instagram, go on Instagram live, go live, show what you're working with. Um, even if you only have one viewer, girl, you go live every day at the same time. I bet you somebody will tune in. Um, I really think that's a really good way to drive, um, people to your Instagram page as well as your traffic to your website that's all about again building your audience um you may just have the wrong people going to the website or people again who are window shopping um make sure that you're branding correctly on that website make sure that something is popping out make sure that you even have a sale going on sales really attract the eye um anything to really grab your audience and keep them there would be great
My next question is from Wildeen. Her business is called Hibiscus Realm, spelled at H-I-B-I-S-C-U-S Realm, R-E-A-L-M on Instagram. She sells beautiful lashes as well, you guys. She asks, how do you get consistent customers without solely relying on promoters? Um, you guys, email marketing is so big. Like I didn't really get to get into this on my last podcast, but I did mention it, you guys. So I think it's always important to grab and hold your old and loyal customers, then continue on new customers. Like I love when new customers come in, but I love, you know, my love really runs deep for my customers that have been there since day one, you know, and the only way that you're going to be able to have that, um, is by building an email list or subscription list. So everyone who's ever purchased from you, make sure that they can go back and they can they have a way of contacting you or they have a way of seeing your content and I feel like email marketing is the way to do that um subscription list is the way to do that um if you are on any of these websites uh Wix Shopify um even Gmail you can create like a little uh email subscription list you make sure that you do that because you need a place to where your customers can come and see your content at all times and that way you are focusing on the consistent customers without relying on promoters and also you know not relying on new customers as well think about this um you're in a hair salon right and you are a hairstylist um i had really you know seasoned hairstylists tell me that they make majority of their money from their consistent and loyal customers Um, And, you know, they barely get new clients coming in. They make all their income and are able to pay their bills from their old customers. And I think that's truly amazing. Why? Because they kept feeding that audience. They kept every time that person sat in a chair, they gave them something different. They gave them something better. And you have to do that. Like in business in real time, um, when you are sending out your emails or, you know, whatever it is, you got to show those day one customers that you are growing, that you got, you know, that, you know, that they have a reason for sticking there since day one. Like you. YouTube uh, subscribers those people who subscribe to your channel day one they knew who you were in the beginning they stayed there they subscribed and they want to know more and that's how you get those those consistent customers is by either opening a email list or getting somewhere or something that people can subscribe to you and I think that's so important um as you will continue to get those consistent customers and you will not have to you know rely solely on those promoters Okay, my next question is from Nikki with Kier Glamour Extension. She asks, how do you set yourself apart from those around you that are selling hair? You guys, okay, this is one of the biggest questions that I really, really want to get into and really answer because I I strongly want you guys as women, boss, entrepreneurs, business women to really understand that you cannot compare yourself to the rest. You know, it's always great to reflect on who's doing what and, you know, admire what they're doing, but never, ever compare where you're at to where they're at. Because when you do that, you guys, you're you're already failing on the inside because it's like you're, you're going to start comparing yourself and then you're going to wonder why you're not there. And you got to understand that God put you are, you know, put you where you're at for a reason that everybody has their time. And just because you're not, you haven't hit your time doesn't mean you're not going to hit your time at all. Now, I know you women bosses have been on the internet and you guys have seen this post and it said, 
Imagine if Rihanna decided not to launch Fenty Beauty because everybody else had a makeup line. Listen, God will create a market for you. That's exactly what the post said. You guys, it's so real. Like, what if Rihanna really woke up and was like, I'm not going to do this makeup line just because Kylie Cosmetics is out or because we got the, cr- the crayon case and we have all these other things that people love so much. Like, if she had decided that, she would have never launched a, a makeup line that really suits um, women and, you know, is for every color of women as well so it's like you have to really think about that when you're starting a business that you cannot compare yourself to other people that there is a market for you that God will create that um another example I want to put out there I know you guys know Supercent she is the owner of the crayon case and she brought in and generated 1 million in sales in just 90 minutes on Cyber Monday you guys this is a woman that started her fame off of Instagram and she literally built a platform and did not care about what makeup brand was out there she promoted herself she got herself out there and she never gave up and to simply answer your question is it does not matter who is selling hair it's what makes you different like when I sold hair you guys um I sold hair locally in Sacramento and what people loved about me is that my customer service was different from anybody else that sold hair so to me it's all about what makes you different what different do you like what do you have to offer that's different and what what makes you you like you cannot worry about what who has what how they have it and you know you just have to worry about your brand you know and I think what's really big here too you guys is that look at your other lady bosses and compliment them you know be happy for them you know never ever compare what you have compared to them because then you're never going to move forward I I honestly believe you just won't move forward. You have to focus on what's best for you, what's best for your business, and what makes you different. And that'll really set you aside from any other competition out there. You know, we have so many burger joints out there. There's McDonald's, there's Burger King, there's In-N-Out. Imagine if none of them started that. You guys, we would have nothing. We would only have one taste of something. Like McDonald's, they're known for their fries. Like they're a burger joint, but I don't really care for their burgers as I am a vegetarian. But I love their fries, okay? I love their fries. Now, I can't go anywhere else where I'm like, oh, these fries taste just like McDonald's because McDonald's is one of a kind when it comes to fries. When it comes to In-N-Out, y'all, now they have the best burgers. I believe that. Y'all can disagree, but In-N-Out is the bomb to me. And I feel like they what makes them different from every other little fast food joint out there is their items are fresh. I feel like their product is fresh. So you really have to decide what makes you you and what makes you different. I don't care if there's one million people in the career force that you like or one million people one million people doing the business that you love you have to realize that you are different in some way and you have to really push on that Next question I have is from Notori Jones she has a blog called Notori Jones Diary Um, She has an upcoming brand called Notorious Hair Care Collection. Please visit that at www.notoriousHair.com. She asked, when ordering stock, is it best to order in bulk or order as the customer makes an order, which is also known as drop shipping? Um, If I do order in bulk, what's the best amount to order for my first batch of inventory? Now, you guys, I'm going to give you two options here. 
Um, if you already have a big audience and you already have a clientele or, or customers that you know are already going to buy from you when you open your business or you already have people waiting to buy hair from you. And usually this happens like uh, with hairstylists. They'll already have a clientele so they know they'll buy, you know, they'll sell hair very fast. Or, you know, if you're a makeup artist or lashes, like you, you'll know because you already have a clientele and you know these people are waiting to buy. I would think that you guys would buy in bulk because you already have have this outlet of people you're going to sell to. Now, if you are starting off and you don't have an audience yet and you don't know who you're selling to just yet or um you just you, you don't have clientele, I would prefer that you start off with drop shipping cuz then that gives you the chance to build your audience and then sell accordingly. And I think that's the best way to put it because um, a lot of people don't want to waste money and you don't want to put yourself out there, especially if you don't have the clientele yet or you haven't built your audience. I just feel like dropshipping gives you the option to build first and then sell. Um, also, if you are going to order in bulk, I feel like the best amount, um, I always order mines in three. So I would do like 12, I mean, I'm sorry, not 12, 13, 15, uh, 19 like that because bundles come in threes. Um, if wigs, I would never, ever, ever order wigs in bulk ever. I feel like that is a big drop shipping, um, thing. Uh, if you order wigs in bulk, then that's great. You probably have a clientele with wigs sell pretty fast. Um, for me, my biggest seller was my 360 mink wigs and I sold them all drop shipping. I never, ever sold wigs in person because wigs take a lot of money, um, and time to make. So I don't, I don't not prefer unless you already have a salon out um, to order wigs in bulk but as for hair I always ordered mine in, mine in threes and I think a good amount to start off with is about 12 I always I keep saying 12 but 13 to like 15 bundles I think like because you know that gives you at least three to five people it gives you a goal three to five people a day or three to five people a week you can sell those bundles off to and you know flip and make your money back I just think it's a great way to you know um make your money and also not only that but profit from it Okay, you guys, my next question is for Miss Lauren Mitchell. Her business is called The Life of Styles. Please visit at thelifeofstyles.com. She asked me two questions. She said, what are good ways to stay motivated when you launch? And how did I separate business money from my actual money? Did I open an account with my bank or did I just use my PayPal card? Um, I'm going to answer both of those accordingly. So the first question was, what are the good ways to stay motivated when you launch? You guys, numero uno. Um, I always feel like this is number one. Please, please, please do not compare yourself. Um, when you open, please realize there are people that are seasoned in this market. You need to have positive people around you. You need to say your positive affirmations and you cannot compare yourself to others. You literally have to understand that this is your dream, that you're put here for a reason to do it. And you have to just go after it. You know, you have to completely stay motivated and understand that it's not all about sales. It's all about building your brand, building who you are, building your name, and that sales will come with all of that. You know, when you build yourself up and you 
you build your brand and you're confident in what you are doing, guess what people are going to buy from you? That's another big thing and a big key I want to put out there is that when you are confident with what you do um, or you are confident in what you sell, it's so much easier to sell that. Um, I was actually thinking about this earlier this morning. Um, I do feel like a lot of people bought from me is because I was so confident in my product. You guys, I would wear my wigs all the time. Um, there was times where I wouldn't even show my natural hair. I would wear wigs all the time. I would color. I would dye them. Um, I would do photos and videos. I just knew I sold good hair. And so I was like, you know, I love this. And I think that show that I showed that to my customers. And I think that's also what brought them in. So you guys just stay motivated, stay confident, you know, be you, you are a lady boss. Don't, don't give that up for nothing. You know, you know, focus on you and focus what makes you so great. And I think that's like the biggest motivation for yourself. You know, you are your biggest motivation. Um, second question, how did I separate business money from my actual money? Did I open up another account or did I just use my PayPal card? Well, I did a lot. Um, honestly, when I started off, I did start off by using a PayPal card. I opened a PayPal card uh, for business and I did have a PayPal card where I basically got all my income there and I did not have anything go into my regular accounts. Well, as you know, when you sell a lot on PayPal, they start to hold your money. They will uh, make sure that you are shipping things out on time. And you know, with a drop shipping business, that is pretty hard because you get their money in order to drop ship it. You need their money. So it's like, PayPal is a very complicated place. I feel like if you, I think, I feel like it's great for beginners. If you are a beginner in business and you start selling on PayPal and you're not making that much, it is great because they're not going to hold your money or they'll do it for a little bit and they'll always release it. But if you're the big shot and you're making a lot of money and PayPal will, you know, start to shut that down. So I got rid of my PayPal business card and I got, I start doing everything through my bank account. Um, I, did separate my business and my actual money um in the beginning but then i just started putting everything together so that my income and my funds were in one place just for tax reasons i just strongly believe like i wanted it in one place now, now as far as spending i always knew what my my spending uh for business was and what my spending for my actual money that came from like my work or things that i did on the side um i kept that se separate as well so same account, but I kept it separate. Like I knew what I was spending and you know how much I was spending and what came in and what went out. So I think again, that's all preference for you. Um, most people like to separate their funds and they keep their business in one account and they keep their uh, personal in one account, which I think is a great way. Um, and you also won't overspend that way. Um, but it, again, it's all on preference. I think that's a great question, Miss Lauren, but it's really, really all on pre preference, I feel like. Last but not least, I do have Miss Lady Boss DeAndrea. She asked, how do you start a business if you've never tried and don't know what to do? What will you need as far as supplies, money, and hair? She is with at Queen's Tay Bundles and Lashes on Instagram. And Miss DeAndrea, um, that's a very, very huge question, honestly. And I would honestly love to save that for its own podcast time because it is a huge question. Um, I actually will be doing a segment, you guys, on how to sell hair. What are the steps? You know, how to get started. I'm going to do its own, its very own podcast. Um, I feel like I, you know, because it has so much fruitful information in you guys that I want to save that for a future podcast. So I do... 
um, want you guys to stay tuned because I will be doing a podcast on that in the future. And I just thank you, Lady Boss Besties, for tuning in. I'm really overjoyed with your participation today, and I'm so happy to have answered your questions. If you are looking for coaching classes in or need some business guidance, please email me at nd at nawanadania.com or follow me on Instagram at nawanadania. If you like this podcast, please be sure to leave five stars in the Apple Podcast app. I love you, Lady Boss Besties, and I can't wait to talk to you in my next episode. Be a boss and have a great week.